And we are back, everybody. Episode 29, I'm thinking. Uh, beyond the bleachers. Yes, we have returned. Another week. You thought you could take us down. I am Tendo Boss, and I'm joined with a man who's just come back from uh, performing six-hour orthoscopic orthos surgery on elephants in the uh, African Serengeti. He's actually just been... Um, deep core mining in the Antarctic to find carbon dating that predates what we believe is the, uh, the actual age of the Earth. This man has actually gone into the forests of Japan and uh, written haikus better than any haiku has ever been written before in, in Japan. It's actually been uh, uh, given the highest honor that any Japanese foreign national could ever receive. And he's not even Japanese. And I am joined with the honorable, the sensational Moses Waldo. Moses, how are you doing this week? Oh, man, I'm good. <laughs> uh, that was good. I'm surprised we didn't throw in a, a, a rhyme uh, from most death. I was just thinking what you were just saying. Oh. You know? Uh, the whole like, mining stuff. So yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, yeah. Got, I got that. Uh, I got that line from. Uh, Is it black on both DJ sides? Honda. No, no, yeah, no. It's from. It was a song that he did with DJ Honda, oh, and that, this line that stuck with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like this thing called rhyme is no different from coal mining. We're both on assignment to unearth a diamond, Ooh. and I'm like, that's some jewels. That's some jewels. Not quite a haiku, but you okay, know. listen, right. close enough. <laughs> close enough. <laughs> I, hey, I feel it in my bones. That's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh great! How are you doing, Moses? You doing good this good, week? Good man. It's been a great week. Uh, busy week. A uh, lot going on in the NBA. Mm. Holy crap! James Harden got traded mm. and got a lot of heat, heat from heat, his heat, uh, heat. now former teammates. Yes. Who were like, come on! You didn't even give us a chance. No. And you're just calling us out. You're like, well, they didn't do anything. It was so bizarre. Yeah. How yeah. that press conference went as soon as he was traded, and yeah. how he was just like just backstabbing. Ejected. Like DeMarcus Cousins oh. and John Wall, and you're like, you've got to be kidding it's, me. And, it, and then, you know, obviously, this starts bawling out as soon as he gets to Brooklyn. I mean, and I mean, you know, what that says to me is like, one thing, DeMarcus Cousins, his luck is just, you. it is bar none the most, you know, dis, un, unfortunate luck in the world. This man has gone from franchise to franchise looking for a ring and always just missing it, you know? He's like, well, Houston... If it's John Wall and James Harden with me, that's a big three. That's fine. We can challenge for a ring. James Harden says no. Before that, this man was on the Lakers. Gets injured. Has to be waived. Before that, with the, uh, the Warriors. Almost makes it, but then loses to the, the Raptors because <laughs> KD gets Kawhi. injured. <laughs> yeah, and Kawhi. Of course. So always just... Uh, just a millimeter away from a ring. And it's funny because he sacrificed a lot of money to go there for a lot. five million. A lot. And if he went somewhere else, he would have made some of that big money and that guaranteed money. For sure. You know, you kind of look at it in retrospect. Um, tough. But, you know, you make the decision, you go with it, you, you grow up and you move on. So you not, I don't think it. he's ever going to get that big max contract money. Yeah. yeah. An opportunity didn't work out. Yeah. No, you got to hey, live with it. Um, hey, free him. You know, <laughs> Houston, free him. Send him to the Celtics. Uh, uh, no, we'll, I don't. We'll make valuable use whoa, of him. Whoa, 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 whoa! Yeah, hey, he's getting—he's progressively getting better. He's getting healthier. You know, he, he's starting to get back. I don't know if you can quite say to his old self, but he's still putting up pretty good numbers. I That's think he'd true. be a, uh, an amazing. I think he'd be a great addition to Boston. I, you know, anybody would be a great addition. I mean, to listen, listen. I I agree with you on that one. Um, I just wanted to say that you know he he in a, of itself has really been perceived as like the lesser of. I guess many year centers in the league, but he is very talented. This guy was putting up 30, 30 and ten, I guess, when he was with um, uh, the Pelicans. You know, there was an almost situation with him and Anthony Davis where they were contesting, right? So I do feel bad for him in a way that he—it's not like he's—he's he's rubbish. He's just always no. on the last. He's always the last pick. And he's and and he's actually an all star. I think two time, three time all star. So you know, Demarcus. Unfortunately, you are going to have to be the captain of the Houston ship. You and John Wall. That's going to be very interesting. Uh, <laughs> I know neither of you have any ties to this organization, if not the city. So just two newbies, basically starting up a franchise. You don't have your number retired at a strip club like James Harden. No. Yeah. Exactly. Up to the rafters. 
<laughs> up the flagpole uh, or the pole, as they say. Uh, yeah, but you know, it is the <laughs> transition. We have been receiving some records here, and Moses, one of the records that was just recently broken is in football, and that's Cristiano Ronaldo. So Ronaldo has uh, been deemed the, uh, I guess, the 760th. Uh, his goal is 760th official FIFA goal, putting him in, I guess, second or third place uh, for all-time goal scoring. We did we did just discuss this, and uh, there's disputes as to who is the old, the, the, the 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 who's scored the most goals in the world, uh, according to FIFA. It's very tricky to get to, uh, but as of now, Cristiano Ronaldo is technically the highest of any active player. Um, but of course, like we had said, this this uh, cool guy called Joseph Pican um, scored uh, way more. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Played with, uh, the Czech Republic nationally. Slavia Prague was his his team, and he played in the uh, I guess from the early nineteen uh, thirties uh, to fifty five. I think that's what his career was. Yeah, spanning two decades. Yeah, twenty four years. Incredible. No, incredible. And I mean, thinking of how many times I've seen Ronaldo score sensational goals, and now thinking mm. there's some guy who scored way more than him, <laughs> it kind of boggles the mind because you're thinking, how is that even physically possible to be that elite at that level for that long? Um, you know, we, and I mean, even for that far back, that's, we're, to, you know, some of these guys are giving us Will Chamberlain numbers. And I, I mean, without the video evidence, Moses, I'm a little yeah. skeptical, you know, to be the 100 honest. points in a game. Oh. Yeah, I'm honest. That's oh. a piece of paper. Oh. Out of all games that was not recorded, that hey. was the one. Thank that you. Didn't happen. Thank you. I'm like, I, I'm sure there's witnesses. In, in I'm Jerry asking. West. Yeah, Jerry West might have been there. I'm, of course, maybe. I'm asking who Jerry was West, sitting, yeah. who was tabling the game. You know, where are those people? Why aren't we asking who was who was tallying the points that game? Because they could be alive still, or their descendants are alive. I mean, I mean, if I Moses, if I were in that position and tabling a game, and I just saw a man score a hundred points, I would take a copy of that home, the box score, and be like, kids, one day this is going to be worth something. I just watched a man score 100 points. But where are those box score sheets, Moses? Nowhere to be seen. Nowhere to be found, you know? So all we have to go off of is what we can physically see. And to me, you know, drawing back to Ronaldo, this is all I can, I can take as proof, right? I've seen him do it, so I know it, it's, it's doable, you know? Shout out to Pele as well. You know, we, he, he believes on his Instagram page and on his Facebook and and his, his, all his socials. He is the official top goal scorer in the world. You know, but... Leading uh, goal scorer of all time. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's yeah, different. Yeah. Because he didn't say, like, official. Because people were talking about official and unofficial goals. Yeah. And you're talking about uh, Bican or Bican. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the Czech score. Because a lot of people are saying, you know, the Czech Federation was like, hey, not so fast, Ronaldo. You still got to catch our guy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you, you, you surpass when it comes to official goals. For sure. Pele. For sure. There, you know, people have these, you know, these issues about like friendlies and these like tours. Do those goals count? And exactly. According to Pele, they would because it adds up to one thousand two hundred eighty-three. Yeah. Whereas even the Czech Federation and those who were like talking about uh, Vakan were saying, well, actually, our guy has over fourteen hundred goals. If you want to count friendlies, wow, 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 wow. So. so you're like, okay, so like, where's, where's that battle? But when it comes to official goals, yeah, when it comes to official goals, um, the tally is 805 for Bacan total. Mm-hmm. Um, second is Ronaldo. And that's certainly, 805 is certainly catchable. Oh, um, for sure. But, and, that, and those are goals for both your club and country. Yeah. And then you look at Pele, he, and that's who Ronaldo just recently surpassed, right? So uh, I think it's, it's, it's interesting because people talk about you know, Pele is the all-time goal scorer. That's what's his, in, his, in a, his I guess, yeah, Instagram bio and all this stuff. But uh, I'm interested to see where Ronaldo will take this. And yes. honestly, I think he is going to be the leading goal scorer of all time um, when all said and done. Um, with Messi, uh, I, I think he will be uh, near the top as well. Yeah. Uh, but when it comes to pure goal scorers and comparing the two in terms of Messi and Ronaldo, Ronaldo is the more pure goal scorer yeah and, and that's his that's his game that's his mo and 
805 is certainly within reach. For sure. Uh, and, you know, I, I think he'll surpass that mm-hmm. in, in, in a year or two. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, you know, Messi, uh, it is funny that, you know, Messi had the uh, the whole ceremony thing, the, the whole marketing thing with Budweiser being the highest goal scorer for, I think it was in Spanish history or Barcelona. Yeah, I think it's like for, uh, is it for one club? I think no. for one club. For, no, yeah. it, wouldn't be, it wouldn't be for one club. Oh. For one club. I don't know if it was one club or you were talking about in Spain. I in think Spain, record, maybe. I think it was a Spanish record. Yeah, yeah. with, uh, and then. Uh, and and then, all those, yeah, all those single beers. That all they, those yeah, single Every goal beer. that they've given up. Oh, Oof, some people received uh, breweries there. But uh, I, suffice to say, I would, I would be so shocked to see Ronaldo if they had to do the same thing. What? Who who in Ronaldo's um, past has he really you know done dirty? I I'm I know Arsenal has a few goalkeepers who would be receiving a few, uh, like at least ten a piece. You know, because <laughs> that guy ran amok when he was in the Premier League. But you know, I I, I would say Victor Valdez of Barcelona. Oh, times when they had a class for goal. sure. Like and, every and game, these are world class goalies. But yeah, they they just. End up getting doesn't matter. Jean Luigi Buffon yeah. also knows. He's that's what he's afraid of. Yeah. Buffon's also scared. He's like, oh, Champions League was never fun. <laughs> <laughs> Not against Ronaldo, but yeah, no, for sure, these guys are incredible. Ronaldo, congratulations! You've done, you know, wonders more than I could have ever thought when I first watched him play. You know, when he first stepped on the scene for Man United, uh, you know, pimples on his face. You know, uh, tips. He has the the, the 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 tip, the yellow, the uh, blonde oh tips. Oh god, the fr- was it frosted tips? Frosted tips. You know, oh doing man, it. remember that? Such a horrible. <laughs> <time>. <laughs> I didn't have them. For, but yeah, oh, for no, sure. No. For yeah, yeah, yeah. We I mean, listen, Moses. If you could have, I still had hair, but I had like exactly, an afro. exactly. Oh yeah, you, you keep a fro, you cornrows. Like, Come on, you braid keep your it, hair. Keep like, it standard, bro. What What are you but, doing? Uh, what are you doing? Know, frosted tips. What are we doing? What are we doing? Well, you know, you know, but now to, from that to this incredible transition. So, um, and in my personally, I prefer him over Messi. You know, so I'm really happy. About uh, and this. I like Messi over Ronaldo. Yeah. Well, you know what? You're wrong. Because I think he's the best player. You're wrong. All round, all round player. There's no other all round player that's better than Messi. Okay. Let's talk about in terms of pure goal scorers. I will give him that. And what's great? I love these debates because it's one on one a. Like that's how I see them. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And we're never gonna see. Um, this again, because there's usually always one guy who's going to leapfrog the other. But I think when you look at what they've done internationally, and I think some people would give the edge when it comes to the international side uh, with the Euro for to Ronaldo, uh, for, yeah. Uh, for Ronaldo. Yeah, because he's won the yeah, like, Intercontinental. Yeah, uh, yeah, he, he's yeah, he's won that. He's won that. Whereas Messi is kind of he's failed at that. However, Messi <laughs> took his team to uh, the World Cup final. His back yeah, to okay, the World Cup okay. final. <laughs> all right. I'm just saying because I'm Argentina's saying. FA is horrendous, and it, oh, you yeah. know it's it's that's the exact point. Yeah, like they were so bad. Yeah, and 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 I will say this: Ronaldo left the game when the team won the Euro. I'm just saying, like he got hurt, and the team all of a sudden started playing better. That, which is kind of crazy, right? <laughs> I'm just saying. He, he I'm got just on the saying. bench. He got on the bench, started wailing, you know, grabbing his thigh, yeah. and then the next thing you know, Portugal stopped playing better. I was like, wait, hold on. I think yeah. the key is. Not to have some guy like Ronaldo play in a system. Well, because I think their focus was to get him the ball at all times. Like, yeah. Was, so when you start doing, when you stop doing that and start playing a team game, not saying like Ronaldo was the fault at fault but, for But you, he's it. your target just, man. Yeah. And it, it's you would do that for any team. For I don't sure. care who you are. If you have a talent like that, you're like get him the damn ball, move the ball up, give it to him, let it let him play with it uh, under his feet, and just let him kind of do his thing. Yeah. Uh, and. Uh, you know, instead they had to kind of change uh, change course, uh, and it was a strategy that that helped them win uh, a Euro. Yeah, no, for sure. No, I, like you know, what can you deny about that? Like he no, helped them yeah. bring a intercontinental trophy. That that he helps. also helped them get there to a, a yeah so to a certain extent. Say, you know, yeah. So you can't like they reached the final for with sure. Ronaldo for sure. So it's for not sure. like you know. But yeah. I always like to jab and just say, well, you Wait, know, he didn't Ronaldo win a world. Ronaldo didn't like. He yeah. left early in the game, and yeah, the team yeah, played better. Yeah, and and he and again, technically, he hasn't been to a World Cup final, final, which Messi has. But yeah, uh, and he put that damn team on his back. <laughs> <laughs> Woof. we've seen now. I mean, you look the the last iteration of the Argentinian football team. Yeah, uh, like like Cardi should be out there. 
Yeah. But, oh, for sure. Know, there's a, there's a lot of politics. But there's a lot of politics that goes yeah. on, and it's just, oh, I'm like, oh. It's love the most God. frustrating thing. But Argentina, you know, you guys keep going on. Um, you know, don't cry for me, Argentina, uh, <laughs> because I will not cry for you. So moving on, we have our <laughs> next thing. And uh, something we shouldn't be crying on, but, uh, you know, the NFL, we saw the the wild card games progress, and then after that, we had our, uh, our our first round of playoffs. Moses, unfortunately, the Cleveland Browns could not make it. Uh, but what we saw was a very contentious game, very interesting game to watch. It showed that, uh, you know, of course, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, the defending champions, are at a different level, very strong team, but the Browns aren't anything to scoff at. And, I mean, the Browns' Browns, are really a different team this season and, and showed too because they kept the competition running. Uh, you know, we did have that issue with the touchback here uh, when it looked like just early in the game, Higgins was so close to getting you guys in. And uh, because of a, uh, a helmet contact, right, right there at the end zone, right in the corner, you guys were not uh, given that touchdown. But and, and less than that, just given a, um, I guess, what was it? They just crawled it back like a few a few yards uh, as opposed to giving you the penalty for that. So, Moses. Well, yeah, because we lost it because of a touchback. The ball in the ground. Well, if you hit somebody in the damn head. Yes. Yeah. You lead with the crown of your helmet. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think that's going to happen. That should have been a penalty. And yeah. I think that that's what caused the, the the fumble in the end zone in the first place. For sure. So For sure. I, I, I believe that was a blown call, a missed call, and it would have changed the, the, the course because there was a good, I think, 14-point swing out of that. For sure. So yeah. uh, If not, uh, I think it was more of a 10-point swing. But, but it, it would have... Touchdown, but instead, the Chiefs went down um, after that touchback and I believe got a field goal to lead. I think it was like 19 to 10 yeah. at the time. Yeah. So, uh, and that was before the half. So yeah. if you think, so if that touchdown counted. The momentum um, of the I game. Think been a, yeah, I think it would have been a different ball game. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you look at the score and how it ended, um, 22-17. Very, yeah, uh, very close. Yeah, and with, and, and with uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes uh, getting Being shook out. up there and yeah. leaving the game. <laughs> wow, guys. Like, th- this was a prime opportunity for the mm-hmm. Browns to, to get sure. to, the, uh, to the AFC Championship game. Sure. Hey, it didn't happen. Uh, ballsy call by yeah. uh, Andy Reid on that fourth and inches and then you, to, to seal the game. And then Chad Henney. Um, Incredible. To kind of run. And he did what he had to do, and that was to, to manage the football, uh, get them in, in a good position and, yeah. and not do anything stupid yeah. like turn the run, ball over. Run, and, yeah, and run they, the clock and, down and keep did, possession. So, yeah, and they they did that to perfection. You can't you can't knock them for it. Cannot fault them but for yeah, it. Yeah, for the damn penalty. The refs, I will knock because that <laughs> was a penalty by Sorensen. That was leading with the helmet that caused Higgins fumble. And I'm just, I was just like, my God. <laughs> so, so were you on? You know, because at that moment while watching it, I, uh, you know, I didn't want to disturb the the your your piece, but I I know a lot of Cleveland Browns fans were on a suicide watch a little bit, uh, just because it seemed like it was so close. Uh, yet so far away, the 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 ruling on that as well is I, I think a lot of people are starting to say that this touchback idea or, or, or how it's being administered might need some reform and the NFL may need to decide how they will deal with situations like this uh, moving forward because this was I think one of the most close. I think we should be I think we should be able to challenge. Um, yeah, for sure. Because that that was not a challengeable call, and I think no. that was the issue. Yes, I, and, and I agree. Yeah, I per, I personally think what what we should do uh, with challenges is if a team is going to challenge a play like that and they get it wrong, I think they should be penalized some way. So, for example, if they're like that was a touchdown, um, they looked at the it, it, or was a touchback. Say they have the exact same play. The Browns say, "Hey, I believe there was head-to-head contact. We're going to throw the flag um, if they believe that there's something, especially when you're so close." And say if the Browns lose it, then it is, yeah. Then they you know, hold on. But on. then they give them a 15-yard penalty yeah. and a loss of down, yeah, or something like that, right? For sure. Like you, much like you would if uh, it was intentional grounded. Of like course. You lose it down, and it's a pen- and and you go back. I think you, if you have something like that, there and then there's that risk versus reward where you understand, and everybody else is not, like, "Look, you just delayed the game for play. a call that didn't work out. Yeah. You're going back ten yards, yeah. put yourself into a deeper hole, and you lose a down. Or say, for example, you don't get it, and that was a third down play. Well, then you obviously you lose a down. You're done. The game's, you know, that's that's it. That's over. 
And I think we can do that. It was just one of those things where I think there should be some calls reviewed. I think if there's a helmet to helmet, I think definitely something, right but, but, but also to kind of limit those challenges. Yeah. That, or, or to to at least instead of just continuously delaying the game, and I think you want to kind of three hours or three plus hours is long. I think what they can do is um, just say, hey, you know what? It's a penalty if you guys get this wrong. If the call doesn't go your way, and you go back, uh, you go back 15 yards and lose it down. Yeah, I'm no. With that. Listen, it only makes sense to to. Keep it fair, especially if it. You not know, the touchback that I'm worried about, or I'm not. It's I'm not more. Happy it's more it. so. It's, it's more so the call. The, the call. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. That's, yeah. That's what that was. That's what I was like. Yeah, for sure. That hurts the most. Be, because what the touchback led to, what what caused the touchback what situation? Led to the touchback yeah. Was that? Was that? The guy's diving. Contact. He's trying to reach for the sure. pylon. For sure. And the guy hits him in the helmet. Now, Head if on. he gets hit, yeah, because I don't think. Um, Sorensen would have got there in time. By no. the time uh, I agree. Would have hit the yeah. pylon if he, he if didn't he was, go leading yeah. with his helmet. Oh, oh, if he for tried damn sure. with the body, or you know. he, it would have ta- he, he would have had to take an extra two steps, and probably Higgins would have already uh, been over the line, right? Yeah, he over hit the, the pylon. pylon. Yeah. As long as he break that plane. Yeah, for sure. Where, he, for I sure. Believe he would. For sure. Oh yeah, and this could have been a very different conversation we're having. We may have been saying, you know, Browns to the AFC, uh, but. Of course, we will see that next season because, like I said, uh, you know, now the spotlight is on the Browns. It is not. It is no longer the uh, the team that no one has to worry about. Uh, you are now representing the state of Ohio because uh, the Bengals are, you know, the Bengals, and uh, <laughs> you will be, you know, wearing it with pride. And uh, hopefully, next season when we see a few more primetime games with the Browns playing. Uh, We'll see how these guys fare going into, um, you know, a, a new Steelers team. Let's see if they can rebuild that. Maybe another matchup against the Chiefs because I would like to see Browns versus Chiefs one more time uh, because I feel like there is a formidable um, sort of... They, both teams are very strong. I, th- I think Browns have definitely showed me a little bit of a different side and I, and I respect them more, Moses. I... Uh, uh, any any slander I've caused in the past, you know, I I revoke it henceforth, you know. But that's just for this season. So next year it's uh, we, back we to square one. We are three seasons removed. You know, honestly, yeah. I think if, when you look back at this and what Kevin Stefanski has done, what the Browns have done, what Baker Mayfield has done, um, you know, you look at the the offense, the defense, uh, Miles Garrett, um, just coaches have everybody from the top down. Like when you talk about the the higher ups in the front office. Uh, they've provided a winning culture. Yeah. Um, and oh, we're for all, sure. If, and if there's long-suffering Browns fans out there or anybody <laughs> who follows the NFL knows, the Browns were just three seasons like three seasons ago. Yeah. Prior, you know, like if you go back to 2016, 2016 and 2017, the Browns had a combined one win. <sighs> and you look at where they are now. Today. Yeah. A team that went 11 and five, a team that won a playoff game, a, a team that nearly went to the AFC Championship. Like you, you have to be over the moon if you're a Browns fan. These are great stepping stones, tremendous progress. Let's keep it going for 2021. For sure, for sure, I can't wait to see that. Uh, and then just a um, a quick RIP to uh, the Ravens because I kind of had them as a sleeper. Uh, put some money on you guys. Those, those bills, for, man. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the Bills Mafia really came through oh, this oh, year. Bills, yeah. No, I don't know what's in the drinking water, but uh, it seems. Teams, just, just like folding tables, teams <laughs> should be aware and fear the Buffalo Bills. They are in a, they are a tremendous football club. They've done a fantastic job. Just like folding tables. Yeah, guys, beware, be wary. Uh, you know, there may be a tailgate in your future. And uh, The Bills are putting the fear in the hearts of Bills and Bills fans, are putting fear in the hearts of folding tables and the worldwide. rest of the NFL. Worldwide. Listen, if you're a if you're <laughs> Staples, anyone who, who, who sells office furniture, you better be, you better be on notice. It's a profit game. Like, shoot, I should start, be, I'm going to start selling these folding you, tables online. And lit, you might make. I heard, I, I heard, because there's a, like, I think it was, a, there was, um, like, it was just all over social media. Yeah. That there was a, a Dick's, uh, Dick's Sporting Goods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like somewhere within that region that has like a section of Buffalo Bill stuff. I love and it. And in that section, they're also selling folding tables. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Do, keep, do it up. You know, uh, hopefully they're also selling, you know, protective gear as well, Dix. You got to be responsible about this. You know, 
Let's not let's oh, not in, helmets, yeah. yeah, let's not encourage a Buffalo Bill helmets. <laughs> yes, there you go. Uh, but yeah, go Bills Mafia, I guess. And Ravens, you know, Lamar next year, you know, you guys you made it far. He made it further than he did last season. Uh, he's broken the uh, the curse that, you know, uh, the being on the cover of the uh, of, of Madden, Madden would mean, you know, spell, spell disaster. And uh, now he's he's won a playoff game. So now he can move on and, and rebuild next season. And I hope to see the Ravens further along. I want to see yeah. him make a Super Bowl at least once. You know, I want to see if he can actually use that talent to good I, use. I don't. I, I'd like to see him, but like in a different team. Oh, of course, of course, of course. Of course. That's, that hurt. That hurt a little bit. Cause, yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah, you're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's my enemy. <laughs> For him, absolutely. I wish yeah, him nothing wish but the best. If you go to the other, you know, 31 teams, if you so choose, just not that. Wish or 30 teams, I don't want you in Pittsburgh either. Or, you know, count Cincinnati. The whole AFC North division outside of Cleveland. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Spoken like a true uh, Browns fan. Hey, I, I did want to say, um, yeah, you're talking about uh, Lamar Jackson. Kudos yeah. to him. Um, and the Bills Mafia, their fans, right? Yes. Uh, for two two reasons. After the loss, Lamar Jackson went out and was giving, you know, signing autographs to the Bills fans and people out there. For sure. And that and and when you show gratitude to the Bills Mafia, what do they do? Oh, they they, they do it tenfold. right back, and they don't and they raised funds and donated three hundred fifty thousand dollars. Wow. Uh, around there to Lamar Jackson's charity. Wow. So that, it goes to show. Yeah. So Incredible. that goes to show. You know. You got to tip your hat off to the Bills Mafia and tip your hat off to Lamar Jackson got, just you, for the guy who was a professionalism, even though they lost. Yeah. He was still signing autographs. That's a classic thing to do um, in, in community. gracious in defeat. Yeah. Uh, and the fans, too, because they're yeah. like, hey, you know, we might hate you for 60 minutes, but we appreciate you as a player. And the fact that he reciprocated that, Jackson did to the fans, they said, you know what? You're a good dude. We're going to do whatever we can, much like they did with Josh Allen earlier in the season after his grandmother passed away and how they donated $17 um, a piece, I mean, these donations yeah. uh, to the children's charity yeah. in our own behalf name. of yeah. his late grandmother. Hey, that was yeah. awesome. Incredible. Or even when they helped Andy Dalton, who helped the Bills get to the playoffs a few years back with a Hail Mary that yeah. ended up defeating the Baltimore Ravens, funny enough. <laughs> and because of that, uh, the Bills Mafia uh, don't raised, He's, you know, hundreds yeah. of thousands of dollars Baptized. for a charity for Andy Dalton. Yeah. So I thought that was uh, uh, funny and neat and I think these are things that we Incredible. need to enjoy. For sure. Yeah, and I sure. think it's pretty cool. So. For sure. And I'm sure... So I had to make sure I got that out. Of course. And of course, you know, the Bills Mafia, thank you for that. And, and of course, I, the, we also thank you for the various, uh, the, the continuous baptisms that you perform week in, week out. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, you're always bringing people into the fold here uh, with the tables. And now switching gears again, we're, we're going to hit back, uh, in the NBA. And I know Moses, you really wanted to sink your teeth into this one. It literally just happened yesterday. As of this recording, uh, we watched the, the supposedly big three take court as the, uh, as James Harden, KD and Kyrie Irving all played together as one against the Cleveland Cavaliers looking it looked at first to just be a textbook cut and close, just watch James and KD score, score, score. But it turns out after double overtime, Moses, the Cavaliers and one in particular superstar, uh, Sexland, came over. And uh, he really sexed things up, Moses. Uh, what, uh, what do you have on Colin Sexton showing up? 47 career-high points against the best team you know on 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 paper um in the eastern conference for sure guaranteed best in the eastern conference and and you know uh you could say debatable in the league um you know the the kd Kyrie, uh both have i guess what four rings between them um and james harden and kd have about what three mvps between them so this is not anything to scoff with. All three of them are perennial all-stars. They make all-star uh, first teams like it's nothing. Um, and I mean, first team uh, all attacking for sure. KD, and, and I'm pretty sure he's made defensive play of uh, first team defense uh, a few times. So all of those things put together, you know, you, you get yourself a nice little bowl of, 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 uh, of superstardom. Yet... How did we end up with a 147 
till what, what was it, 130 or 147 to 130. Um, the, the yeah, and 20 straight points uh, for the Cavs by Sexton in, in our overtime. Just, just letting you know, like, how <laughs> in those overtimes, it was, it was just him and him alone. Yeah. This is one of the things that, that puzzled me. You are the big three, and you lose to a Cavs team with a guy like Kevin Porter Jr., who, who's been MIA, who's been missing, it's a lot of issues there. Hopefully he gets better in the personal issues. But Kevin Porter was a guy who was like, remember that play that was a little while ago, I think it was last year or two, two seasons ago, yeah. where he was dunking when they were down big? Yeah. And remember that? Pulled the flex on him, you know, it was straight to the camera. The, uh, the, 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 yeah, um, exactly. The, 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 guy, the table guys had to just uh, reiterate that, of course, man, yeah, you, you, you scored that bucket, but you guys are down uh, about a million points or something. <laughs> I think it was Chris Webb. Uh, uh, it was one of the Philly guys. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah, you're right. Then you look at a guy like Colin Sexton. You know, talented for sure. I don't think anybody who's not talented who reaches the NBA or plays at such a high level, but, you know, how he was, like, flexing as he was guarding Josh Hart. I remember that. And I was just like, okay. Yeah. I was like, yeah. okay. Yeah. That man, Ken Porter, MIA. Yes. Dysfunction surrounding that entire Cavs organization for years. Oh, for sure. Uh, Pre-LeBron, post-LeBron. It's, yeah. And you allow Colin Sexton to drop 40 plus on you like that to me was just like wow and that's not a disrespect to uh, Colin Sexton because you have to give him credit because this this year and it's funny because if you remember years ago uh, the frustration Kevin Love had Oof. with Sexton because he was holding on to the damn ball and you see Kevin Love from the top of the key just put his him. hands up in yeah. air go walks up grab the ball and just tucks it to the next player yeah. he's like you know, you know pass the damn ball exactly that same guy you know, granted, like he, he has the lowest, I think when it comes to top scores uh, this year, has uh, the lowest assist yes. uh, amongst them. Yeah. Because uh, there are a lot of guys who can distribute. And what's funny is Colin Sexton, you have to give him credit because his numbers have tremendously improved. I think he's averaging right now 27 points per game uh, this year. Uh, this is a, the same guy who um, also is shooting um, above 50% of, uh, on the floor. Mm-hmm. He's also a guy who's shooting 50% from three. Uh, the, the guy can get buckets, and, and there's a lot of times where he's going to get that space. That mid range yeah. is going to work. He's also going to be deep. He, he's 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 got those pure score mentalities. It's funny. I, I was reading an article, and it summed it up best that he is a sixth man. He's a man playing like a sixth man, but in the starting lineup, right? <laughs> a guy who thinks he can make that impact work. He's just coming in to catch, shoot, whatever it may be, right? Like the, to provide that that instant boost to For the sure. club. For sure. um, whereas a lot of these other players you know, learn to distribute the ball, especially for a guard like that. And you have the pieces you do. um, It's very, very interesting, but it seems like they've found a way to work around him, And it worked because he was a dominant in that overtime in particular um, with Brooklyn. They could not stop him. And it's funny to see that you had Kyrie Irving who came back to his home for the first time. I think he was injured last time he went uh, to Cleveland. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, I'm trying. They, they gave him a video tribute. Yeah, but of what course. was really interesting. Yeah, but what was really uh, interesting about that was, you know, how good Durant and Harden looked, and then you're, everyone's like, you know, it could be scary when Kyrie comes back. Kyrie comes back, they instantly not it's, scary it's not a trend. at all. Not yeah, scary at all. Kudos to Sexton and what, what's going on with the the uh, the cast because I think they're they're working and seeing how you know this is a guy who's going to shoot, but a lot of guys on that team can distribute the ball. I think. Sexton's like fourth on the team in assists. Crazy. Just so, crazy. No, of yeah. course. So it's, uh, you know, you, you work with what you got, but, you know, give him kudos uh, for that overtime. And it's funny because I'm just looking at everything that the, the Brooklyn fans are throwing <laughs> at this, and they're just like, really? We let him drop oh, yeah. 42 points? Oh, yeah. Come on. Now, Moses, I need to get, yeah, I need to get into this a bit more. So Brooklyn, let's, let's have a real talk here. Let's have a little sit down. All right. So you decide you're going to let go of Karis LeVert, right? You think this is a good idea in order to bring your big three together. I mean, I did tell you already that was not a good idea because do you think DeAndre Jordan is going to be your big man? Because, of course, DeAndre Jordan played minutes and he, he got 
he got trashed. He couldn't even finish the game. Jeff Green played center uh, at least 45% of that game, um, and he was getting demolished. Jared Allen um, was also on the Cleveland team and, and, and doing his thing as well by, by busting asses in the paint for the Cleveland Cavaliers. So that didn't make it any easier. But, you know, what my biggest concern is, Moses, is that, you know, it, when we're looking at scoring efficiencies, right, um, Cleveland's scoring efficiency w- was up until that point w- for the season is the worst in the league, yes. But over one game, uh, they have the best efficiency of any team and in fact, they beat the uh, Dallas Mavericks record from last year. So it goes to show that for some reason, you know, even though the Brooklyn Nets have now received, you know, three of the best scoring options, um, you could say yeah, relatively if, for that that conference. But the defense is so abysmal that you are able to get a Cleveland Cavaliers. To the point where they are outscoring you or outscoring a Dallas Mavericks um, with a Luka Doncic who was on fire last season and he, and he had one or two really great games. So that comes to that's that says to me that you cannot continue to go through the season hoping that your team is going to outscore the other team. Of course, it worked at Golden State, but Golden State also had to work on having a few big defensive options to cut that thing down. And, of course, you had very intelligent players like in uh, in Green to help distribute that that weight. You know, Bogut did his, his job as well, uh, Pachulia as well. So, like, they didn't necessarily need the, the most intelligent big, big guy, but they had two or three big guys who knew their way around, they could move well, as well as having someone in green who's a general to make sure things were distributed. So that way, you have your Splash Brothers who can just go on an all-out assault. That's balance, right? That is that is the balance. Mm-hmm. Now, what we have in Brooklyn is not that whatsoever. James Harden does not defend. I don't know what everyone is thinking, thinking he does or he's going to start this year. James Harden does not defend. So just know that when you have him on the court... You, that's a liability. They're just simple and plain. I don't know what anyone else is thinking if you're not. I mean, the reason it worked in Houston is because he could be point and he could be shooting, and then you could have Clint Capella at the low post, and it's Clint Capella. He's seven one, right? Like it, it, it's pretty. It's pretty straightforward. It's not because you know he's that good of a player because clearly when Clint Capella left Houston and then they had P.J. Tucker playing the five, I mean, hello, it's P.J. Tucker. Yeah, Yeah, he was getting, oh, his bread was getting buttered. Let me tell you what. So I say that to say this. I think Steve Nash has done a great job in creating a a culture where they want to win and they want to win now. And they brought together three guys who really like the the way each other plays. I can see that they have that chemistry going along. And for sure, they know how to shoot. But they need to figure out, number one, who's closing the game out, who's taking the lead, and not about, you know, who has the hot hand. At some point, when things aren't going your way like it was last night, and neither none of them were able to close the game out in regulation, it showed to me that either... It was just more so a looking to your left and looking to your right and hoping the other guy has it. Or maybe they just all three weren't on it. But if all three aren't on it and you have a game like that every once in a while, which is possible to happen, you need someone in your defense in, in the back. You need, a, you need centers. You need someone who can lock things down. Because if you are not scoring, Moses, what do you need to be doing? You need to be defending. Why? Because that's not stopping the other team from scoring. You not scoring doesn't mean the other team doesn't have to stop scoring. They can keep going, buddy. They might have three dudes who are who are doing six of what six of eight from three. So that doesn't mean you're allowed to just put your to take the gas off the brakes. And then and another thing, knowing fully well that those three aren't defending as well as they do, the fact that they all spent the most time on the court together made no sense. It made no sense, Steve. You have to take them out. It's not about playing them all at once at the get-go. It's about figuring out what works and what the rhythm should be. I would better imagine that, you know, the way they they are managing, say, uh, the Clippers, where they at first had Kawhi and Paul doing uh, split shifts, 
right, as opposed to getting them on the same uh, role, but also to help them both as independent, like the, the, the main guys for each squad as a goals as a scorer to get familiar with the rest of the bench, to get familiar with the rest of the rotation, right? These guys are only being fam- are only familiar as of now with playing with one another, and they all know each other is only there to score. I mean, especially James. James is not defending, all right? So, Brooklyn, I think you guys need to get your shit in order. I'm disappointed. I don't think this should have happened. It looks cool on paper. It looks really sick. Uh, and when you look at it in the light, you know, it's one of those gold Charizard Pokemon cards you get to go. But it's literally only one card. And that's, and that's not going to get you to the finals, guys. It's not going to get you to the finals. You guys got to work on your stuff. You, gotta get, you guys got to get a center. DeAndre Jordan's either got to start taking HGH or, you know, you got to trade him or something. There's something wrong. There's, you got too many holes. It's not going to work. Uh, but then after to say that, Let's uh let's move on. I've I've had enough. I've had enough, and I wanted I want to talk about. By what the way, I wanted to mention this. Yes. Uh, Brooklyn nine and seven, who's right behind them in sixth place in the East. Uh, 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 which is ridiculous. Which is ridiculous. What is this league? What is this freaking Mickey Mouse <laughs> league going on? How are the Cavaliers doing that well? Um, but you know what? I wish hey, they got luck. something strong. With it. They, right. Yeah. You know what? Good luck to them. Good I, luck to I them. do like those. Uh, I do like those. Um, those. What are they called? What, I forget the exact name of those jerseys they wore last night. Uh, it's an. It's an homage to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh-huh. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah, Cleveland so like, Rock and Roll so, Hall of Fame. Yeah. So. The only big. That to me was like, yeah, it's actually pretty cool. I like it. The only big draws to Cleveland right now, that and Colin Sexton. The Browns. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh. Oh. D- <laughs> How could I forget? Uh, and then to switch to the other coast, just like I was talking about earlier, Moses, we have the um, Warriors now, you know, changing changing course. Wiseman's starting to get a lot more efficient. Uh, like we said, uh, Green Green has been helping him. Um, Draymond's been helping him uh, become a better player, you know, being seven feet tall and, and um, being more efficient and spreading the, the ball around a lot, giving a lot more freedom to Steph Curry to start going off. And after the uh, Lakers game, it looked like a fluke at first, but uh, it seems as though these guys are being consistent. Um, they, they, they've come away with another win after, after I think, torching the uh, Spurs yesterday. So I'm starting to see the um, Warriors of old and... Should that be something that other teams should worry about, or you know, a lot of I, I, you know, I think that they're going to be. I don't know if you could say like NBA contenders in the sense that they are going to go reach the finals, but they can make the playoffs. I don't think that's a doubt, and they can play better. There's a lot of uncertainty what's going on, of course, when you're missing Clay Thompson. That's tough. You know, the Warriors right now considering they're sitting in fifth, um, tied for fourth with with Phoenix and then of course they're just behind uh, the Clippers, Lakers and Utah. So you got to think they're going to be in that mix as well in the top yeah. four yeah. Um, throughout the season. Um, but yeah, I think one of the greatest things is, uh, you know, watching how uh, a guy like Draymond Green, shout out to Michigan State University, by the way, he was a grad from there. Go Spartans. Yeah. How he has really mentored Wiseman and, and developed him. And when you look at the scouts and the reason why they went with him at the number two spot in the draft uh, not too long ago was the, this potential, you know, that he can uh, do what, you know, we're starting to see some signs of. And, you know, I had a rookie, that's very impressive. And then you talk about opening up and spacing the floor a little bit more for guys like Steph Curry. Uh, that's huge. And you could imagine it sucks that Clay Thompson is no longer in that mix. It really does, in my opinion. But you got to look at what else is going on with that team. And I think what they have is still, you know, a good nucleus, a very good coach, um, and, and a piece that is really going to, to help them out um, in the future. Because right now, that's what Wiseman is. He is your future. And you got to transition at some point. So it would be nice to kind of have that transition plan in place while remaining competitive. And that's what they're doing right now. So are they going to be contenders for the NBA crown again? I think there's a lot that has to work for them in order to do that. But right now, you can't bet on them without, you know, you can't bet against them 
uh, when it comes to making a deep playoff run. And, you know, you look at the pieces, you still have Steph there, Draymond Green's going to be Draymond Green. And then you have uh, a young kid that we've seen progress uh, yeah. quite well over time, uh, you know, in, in such a short span. We'll see what happens. Yeah. So, and, and, and I mean, you know, the thing is, I think the two, two of the other differences that have been made here is that they've basically said, you know, they've, they've turned Andrew Wiggins more so into a defensive player uh, so that there's less stress on him, I think, in terms of his... Because he can attack, but I think working on his defense will helps mitigate the, uh, the, the, the scoring, right, if, if they're not having a, a strong night. Uh, and as well as Kelly Uber, so Ubre, sorry, who who's actually been playing a little bit better. But that's my issue with them is because they still have a very small core of players, and if either one of those faults, it's not going to be easy for next man up to work in the system. For as much as you still oh, have Steph, yeah, yeah. Well, that's fair, but I can, I can, you can make that argument with any other team. You could, but I mean, you have. The, like to miss, it's one thing. Yeah, if you're missing, mm-hmm. you're right now. You're missing Clay Thompson. If yeah. the roles were reversed, you're missing Steph. I think they'd still be in an okay position. I don't think, but to miss both, yes, okay, yeah. I guess, to miss, I, yeah, because those to miss both those guys to miss more than one, I think, yeah, for sure. That that that'll be a blow because you can't yeah. necessarily have it all on Draymond and no. you know you, you look at the impact Steph had. Shoot, the, the dude dropped you know sixty two. Yeah. Not too long ago. Yeah, not like, even the that. The dude can still play. Yeah, like, n- the dude can still do his job. And um, yeah, but I, I get what you mean. Yeah, and not even just that. Is just this. I th- it's more so to say that, you know, what Andrew Wiggins and Kelly Uber basically have to do is play Clay Thompson's position. Is do what Clay Thompson was able to do. But neither of them are good at doing or at being that. Aren't that neither of them are a two-way player. Neither of them are as good of a two-way player as Clay is, honestly speaking. So, in order to compensate with that, I think their their roles have been split in half. In order to have, you know, if one is have if one has the hot hand, the other one stays back and holds uh, court, and then vice versa, you know. Because I think right now Steph is still playing playing, you know, with, with in in the hopes that maybe later on this season, probably not, but. If there were an opportunity for Clay Thompson to make a, a comeback, you know, uh, if if his his surgery had gone well and physio has been uh, doing well for him, there is a good chance he could make it towards the end. Um, and that being said, that would definitely inspire the team to probably make a deeper playoff run. They are currently seated, I think, seventh um, in the Western Conference. So they're yeah. still within. They're still within reach. You know, if they can maintain this this average, um, try and try and capitalize on on as many road games as possible, uh, they will definitely be able to, you know, turn the turn the ship around, and we may be able to see the Warriors back in. You know, a conversation piece: Warriors versus Lakers, or maybe Warriors versus Clippers. That would be very interesting That's to see. People problems. We're gonna cause some people problems. For sure. For sure. Problems. For sure, and that's what I really want to see. I just want to see more uh, pain, gore, and disparity amongst the uh, the elites because you know my Raptors are not doing well, and I don't like that. And so I don't want anyone to have fun. Um, and that's that, though. But uh, Moses, if there's uh, anything else that you wanted to add, I'm good, my friend. Yeah. Glad to be back. Uh, doing this once again excited for what's in store the next little while you know, yeah everything's starting to get ramped up and we're slowly getting into this routine now where we got sports on the regular um yes there's still some issues with covid and, and what we've seen with the nba and most recently with the national hockey league but we're, we're over the hump yeah um, for sure to to an extent i think just in terms of how these leagues are taking these things seriously uh, you know, and just and just kind of the example is most just recently the Washington Capitals are fined hundred thousand dollars by the National Hockey League uh, for not obeying their COVID protocols. Yeah. Um, so that's just one thing. Same thing with the New Orleans Saints. Um, they were fined half a million and were also uh, forfeiting a seventh round draft pick. Yeah. So that, that is punishment for um, for what happened during post game celebrations uh, that was uploaded on uh, on social, social media, media yeah. site. And they didn't have their masks properly. They didn't have their masks on at all. Like little things like that. Yeah. And I think, you know, uh, we will eventually get over that hump. 
Um, but right now, you know, I think um, when you look at what the leagues have been doing, um, everybody else has been good. So nice to see sports back. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I very much appreciate that. We've seen a lot more sports returning. Uh, everything's ramping up. More fans and stadiums again, like... Every every week, it seems as though that you know they're adding a bit more here and there. Obviously, within caution, and of course, celebrations as well need to be taken with uh, with heed, right? You know, I, I watched, I got, I got to see the difference because the Bucks when they when the Buccaneers celebrated, they everyone was all masked up, you know, even though everyone's hugging and doing that thing. Gronk Gronk doesn't know which conference he's in. You know, I wish we actually played <laughs> that because that was a lot of fun. Uh, still thinking he's he's uh, he's playing in um, the NFC. Um, oh wait, the AFC was that it? Yeah. Yeah, New England. Yeah. yeah, he was like, oh yeah, we're going for the AFC championship, and they're like, we're not in that conference anymore. And he's like, oh yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> You're like, ah, never change, Gronk. Never change. Uh, yeah. And yeah, no. But it, other than that, I last thing I got it apart is uh, there's a. There was a federal judge in the United States that had a ruling recently, very, very serious stuff, guys. Uh, they had to overtain, overturn a case here. Uh, it was a um, uh, Pierce versus uh, the state of California. And the state of California was alleging that uh, one Paul Pierce uh, was in fact a, uh, not, not worthy and then in, case, in, in, in actual fact, not shit. He is still contesting that statement right now. Uh, it's in court, so you, they haven't really finished everything. It hasn't been concluded, but that is that is the statement right now. So a judge is ruling that Paul Pierce is not shit. So, uh, you know, hopefully things uh, work out for him. You know, we will, we'll see what happens next week, Moses. Uh, and, yeah, other than that, you know what? <sighs> Hope you have a good week, man. Yeah? No? <laughs> no that was cool, man. He's been doing that. I, I, I should be expecting this a little more often. Yeah, it, oh, I mean, why don't you? Like, it's coming every week. <laughs> Maybe one week I'll take a break. Psych. Put my butt on you. <laughs> All right, y'all. You know what? I hope everyone has a great one, um, and we will see you next week. Peace. Peace. This podcast is a Collab House production.